Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I am your host, Tommy Buns, here as always with my man, Sully. Sully, how's it going this week, man? Let's get that bread, baby. Let's get that bread. Let's get after it. And we're here with Jones. Jones, what's up, bud? How are we, party people? Oh, we're, we're out there living, waiting for this Thursday night football to start as we record. Um, we are without Ryan. <laughs> you ain't living, you're dying, right? Uh, we are without Reyes again this week, but he will be back. He's going to be coming in more often again now as the schedule opens up a little bit more. But this week it is just going to be the three of us, so let's ride. We are going to get right into it with college basketball. Big slate of games on Tuesday night. I literally watched college basketball all evening. It was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. And, of course, it was highlighted by Duke decimating Kentucky. I mean, that was just that was just a good old-fashioned beatdown. The four freshmen outscored the entire Kentucky team. Yeah, what, what a night. I mean, that felt like, you know, the quality of those programs, that felt like, uh, you know, we're watching like a Saturday night of an Elite Eight, you know, something like yeah, that. It, it was, had that type yeah. of that type of lore. Um, but, yeah, what, I mean, Duke, what are we going to do? They're going to be a problem. Oh, yeah, Duke, like, you just look at that and you just see that the four freshmen on Duke – outscored and one of them only scored three points yeah like. they, duke duke uh duke outscored every single team in the nba last uh, last night that's crazy in Wait, eight, what? eight duke scored more points than every team in the nba did like, 118 the raptors what? were the top holy shit yeah, I, rap- I didn't see the end of it i would just i was going in and out i was going in and out keeping up with non-sports stuff and then and then back to it and i just would see zion just yamming and reddish and barrett and yo zion impressed me he did a lot of things well that i did not think he, he was could, going yeah, to do well he, he could yeah, he I shot did. the ball well um i don't know how much that'll last but his his passing was something that really yeah. impressed me he was he was running out in transition handling the ball making plays and uh, on the run like i was I was impressed with his his passing ability and his ability to be you know, a floor general. You know, he kind of reminds me of like looks wise, physique wise. Only he's, I mean, he's got to be on steroids. I would assume. I don't know. His parents must have given him something. I mean, like he, <laughs> he literally has like forty pounds on LeBron, who's ripped. Yeah, dude, um, he's two eighty. Kind of reminds me of like Julius Randle, kind of obviously better, but like he he kind of like looks. Yeah, he does have that. Yeah, kind of like I a Julius Randle, obviously much more talented and lefty athletic. too. Yeah, so like, and I love Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle's doing a great job for them. But Zion, I mean, I don't know what the 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 ceiling is for this kid. But do we do we think it's over? Like, I don't think it's over. But do we the, like? Is it Duke? Like Duke. If 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 college basketball had the same playoff format as college football, it's over. But it's just so hard to win five games in the NCAA tournament. Like no matter who you are and what your talent level five, is. Right? What is that? No, I think it's five. If for the five. title, well, 64, 64, 32, 64, 16, 16, 8, 8 four, two. Six games. Six, six games. games. Okay. 
But so, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just such a, a difficult format to win in. Like, there's just so much room for error. There's so many. You're gonna once you get down from sweet from the 16 on, you're playing most likely playing a ranked team. Um, yeah. And if they're not ranked, they're they're hot and they're hungry. So they might they might as well be a ranked team. Um. So and, it's just you know it's so hard to predict. But I mean, I think Duke was the last preseason in 2015 was the last preseason number one or preseason not number one but national championship favorite to go on and win it because duke is number four but they opened as the favorites to win the national title oh true true damn well i mean these these freshmen are unreal and they're definitely going to take this team a long way you think these are this is obviously the best freshman class in, in college basketball right now yeah, I mean, they're saying it might be the best class in class in uh, college basketball history. Let alone, yeah, this I mean, year. I could, I could see that. It's like they're they're gonna do damage alone against teams. Like they did that to the number two team in the country. Imagine, like, well, you don't think they could easily beat Kansas? Kansas had trouble beating Michigan State. It's gonna be like, yeah. at the, the top of college basketball. I feel like it's just gonna be Duke's gonna get that one seed within a few weeks, and they're not gonna let it go. Yeah, and I think that, but I mean, I will say the Kansas the score didn't represent that game. Like that 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 game was like a 10, 12 point win by Kansas. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, true, because they were up by like thirteen for most of the second half, and then uh, yeah, what's called Michigan State kind of got it close at the end. Yeah, like it was one of those games where there was like a minute left, and Michigan State hit two threes and stole the ball, and all of a sudden they went from down ten right. to down three with the ball, and it was like, oh, okay, now this is a game, but like. In actuality, like th- this was like right. Kansas eight. was leading the entire it w- time. It was like an eight to twelve point win. That's that's really how well in terms of how well each team played. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That it was cl- that it no, was. Let's pretty not high forget point. that undefeated uh, Kentucky team. What was it? Two thousand. I don't know. Whenever with Anthony Davis. 14. 14, 14. Yeah, fourteen. Everyone thought it was over. Like pretty much everyone was like they're winning at all. And they lost in the Final Four. Ran into a bunch of white boys in Wisconsin. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was Frank Kaminsky, uh, Sam Decker. Nigel Hayes. uh, Yeah, Hayes. And that's when they went on to lose. Who was the Spanish kid on that team? Grayson Allen's coming out party. Who was the Spanish kid on that team? Like number 22 or something, I think? The point guard? I thought I played shooting guard. They had Maybe a, play pulling card. They had a Bronson Konang or whatever. He Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Freshman. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was. They uh, had someone though. I also, know. that was the most predictable, like bad group of like a great group of college players that were going to be bad in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's so I, true. I remember when I heard Sam Decker was going on the first round. I was like, that's that's arguably the worst pick I've ever heard, and he went 18th. Or seventeenth or something. So that's how yeah. bad of a, like discrepancy it was. And he's like, I mean, look at what what he's done in the NBA. He's on like his what fifth or sixth team in four know, years. Three, who is he? Who's, who's he with? The Clippers, the Rockets. Who's he with now? Uh, fuck. Uh, Cleveland. Oh, geez. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, I mean. He's like five or six points. He's worse than some guys, but yeah, if anything, end of the first round of anything. If would lo- would lose to Levar Ball one on one confirmed. Yeah, he's he, he's a tweener, so he's like a three four tweener. Doesn't really have a position. And yeah, Kaminsky, like- Kaminsky's been ser- somewhat serviceable, 
But he, like he's just a bad defender and not a good rebounder. He can do some things, but he's really. He's also want... got that Eli Manning face going on. Yeah, yeah he's got that. <laughs> you, you don't want Frank Kaminsky. Better not be your your better than your eighth or ninth best player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a, and he he's was a... like Charlotte's like fourth or fourth best player a few years ago, and that was just bad, real bad. But you know what else is bad? How bad you're gonna defend these walls? <laughs> that was horrible. Just bad. about as bad as that segue. <laughs> I had no idea where that was going. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna defend the wall a little bit. You guys are gonna get two each tonight. Uh, Sully, you can go first. All right, give me A. Going on. A. Sully, the Saints are the favorite to win the Super Bowl now. Like in your in the not maybe not odds wise, but I, like, I I got it. You got it. I got it. All right. Go so the New Orleans Saints started off the year just with a horrific defense. Uh, we didn't really know what was going on with Lattimore. Um, he seems to have gotten it together. The defense is slowly progressing. Um, they had some big stops against the Rams last week. They're slowly getting better. And the first few weeks, they, it seemed like they were vulnerable. They kept winning games that they shouldn't win. But eventually that almost becomes a skill. And I think it, I think it has been a skill where they win games where – they do not play their best game, and they can play so many different types of games, whether it's bleeding the clock and Drew Brees throwing 20 times, they can beat you. Whether it's just throwing to the to the backs in Kamara and Ingram, um, even the tight end, or if it's airing it out to Traquan Smith and um, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas catches like 90% of his targets. He's unreal. You can make an argument he's a top two or three receiver in the league. The Des Bryant signing, I think, was a great signing. I think he will take some pressure off Michael Thomas, some double teams. He'll be a good red zone threat, nothing much 20-20. Maybe he'll get three or four touchdowns to finish the year. <clears throat> but he really gives them their opposing threat opposite him. We've only seen Des Bryant as a number one. Now he's going to be a number two or number three. So he's going to not be getting doubled in the top corners. I think he he's in for a good, good remainder of the year. Um if that defense can continue, you got Drew Brees over 75 complete completion percentage. They really have it all on offense. They have a great offensive line. They got the deep threat in Smith. This team can go really as far as Brees and the defense takes them. And especially when they'll have that chip on the shoulder from the Vikings game last year when Stefan Diggs had that right. touchdown and they came back and, you know, beat their ass this year single hand easily in Minnesota again. They're just and they're not content. They beat the Rams this week. So you're good. You're yeah. good. You're at like two fifteen. So, I was like, oh let's let him wrap it up. Yeah. You know, there's no one. wrapping up with me. That, that was a good one, dude. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Dave Reef, B- I need my inhaler. <laughs> Dave B through D. Uh D. The Celtics should trade Terry Rozier. Okay. Uh, Terry Rozier, obviously unhappy. Um, Danny Ainge has been an absolute wizard with trades. I don't know if anyone has a better resume in terms of trading players and assets in NBA history, arguably in sports. Um, So there's clearly some teams out there who need a point guard. Phoenix is the first one that comes to mind. Um, He's had experience with dealing with Phoenix. They have a new GM in place, a rookie GM. Uh, maybe there's someone there you could take advantage of. I, the only reason I, you, I'm sure he's probably worried about Kyrie leaving to an extent, but they were able to re-sign Terry on a manageable contract. 
if they can flip him for a pick and maybe like another serviceable backup point guard, but not as talented or not, you know, maybe an older guy, um, or grab a draft pick for the middle or late first round of this year's draft, then the Celtics are looking at three, possibly four first round picks this year to build on top of what they have there. That's like, talk about insurance if Kyrie leaves. Um, so you shouldn't be worried about that. Rozier's hot, Rozier's value is never going to be higher than it is if every day he doesn't play as well as he did last year in the playoffs is another dollar off his value. Um, so I think the time is clearly now if you want to, if you don't see Rozier as your future point guard, I think the time is clearly now to make a deal with someone who is desperate and needs a point guard because there are a few teams out there. But I think Phoenix is the one that you go to first. What do you think that they would get for him, like draft pick wise? Say they just go draft picks. What do you think they could get for him? Uh, an earlier future or a middle round, middle to late first this year. Right, but still, you think a first round this year they could get with it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are teams yeah. that are willing to pay for the the prospect of him being their starting point guard for the next. Right. You know, um, right, similar to did, like right. a, a Reggie Jackson is a guy that comes to mind. Is the Pistons were willing yeah. to pay him to be a starting point guard, although he had not been one yet. Um, right. So I I think that that's a that's a Reggie Jackson's a good comparison there. Um. I think Rozier's probably a little better than Jackson, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. value's highest now. So if they're going to do it, do it. If not, ride with him. I think so, too. And I know that there's those reports about him apparently being unhappy. But, I mean, him and uh, Ainge both shot that down today, said it wasn't true. I mean, they obviously, they could just be keeping up appearances. But I don't know. Of course. I feel like he understands he has a chance to do something here but yeah i i mean i i agree with the value part it's now i mean if i'm him like anything. okay great you're not i'm not starting but like we don't know what Kyrie's doing sure he might yeah, stay right? if he then then i get mad here. in the off season and i say i don't have to say it during the year i don't have to show frustration on the court I'm in the off season i can go to talk to danny angel like, listen i really want to like i want to deal i want to get traded then it's fine you're not going what right. are you going to go win 32 games in phoenix this year Great, and then they'll give you a decent contract. I mean, you'll get be getting paid as a starter, but like at the end of the day, like you want to be the backup in Boston with opportunity to win titles, or do you want to, you know, build something in Phoenix where like you could just be that guy next year? They're not building anything right. this year. But we touched about about this a little bit um, at the end of last year. Something that Danny Ainge should have done that he didn't, although he's great at his job. They should have traded him this past offseason right after the playoffs when his value is at peak peak high. Right now he's, you know, 20-something minutes a game, seven points a game. He's shooting 35% from the floor. He's not the same play, You know, he's more than a reserve backup role. So it's a tough transition for him. And his, I think his value would have been much higher when he was dropping 20 or so, you know, in the playoffs. Well, I think that I think how they handled it to that point, to this point, and how they handle it in the future is very indicative of what Danny Ainge feels about the future of Kyrie in Boston. Because if he if he keeps him around, then there's there's clearly something that Danny Ainge is worried about to an extent. Unless we, right. unless Ainge is getting some just you know teams are offering a mid or early second round picks for Rozier and he's just like no nah, I'll fucking hang on to him for that like you know he's worth yeah, more than that to us as a backup so like whether he gets back to his old playoff form or not doesn't matter to us he's worth more than that yeah I agree I don't think that 
right I, now. I, I think that they genuinely think he could be their starting quarter or starting point guard with this surrounding cast. Um, and be if more Kyrie silly. leaves, yeah, if Kyrie yeah. leaves, yeah, he's definitely that's the thing. He's definitely. I think you're right about that. That he's definitely their backup plan. He's like, okay, and and if not, like you said, go to him during the off season and be like, okay, if you're if Ky- since Kyrie's staying, obviously, I'm not gonna play backup for the next five years. So let's let's move me somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and you might get a you might get a title hard. in the in the process. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But we digress. Sully, do you want B or C? Give me B. B. Sully. The Steelers, they need Le'Veon Bell in order to compete for a Super Bowl. All right. Um, all right, so James Conner's had an incredible run. Um, you know, he's doing things Le'Veon Bell hasn't done. Um, you know, four straight games, 100 yards, three straight games. Uh, before this game, 100 yards, 50 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Really doing amazing. But with that being said, he still isn't Le'Veon Bell. He's not as good as uh, pass protection, and he's not as good as a receiver. He's more than filled in admirable, but think about it. If they bring back Le'Veon, they're going to have two premier backs with that offensive line. The dynamic could be that of an Ingram and Kamara, possibly even better. So, I mean, you know, because Connor's definitely better than Ingram at this point in their respective systems. So, <clears throat> right now, the Steelers, they're, they've always been stymied by, obviously, the New England Patriots. And I think currently... Um, the Patriots still would be able to handle them relatively easily. Um, so if they want to make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to make it through New England, in New England most likely. And they're going to need all hands on deck for that. And that means Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to play good. Their defense has been a lot better, which is encouraging. They have a big test tonight against Carolina. See if they can answer the call. That'll be big. Don't know if they can, but I really do think that having those two backs and maybe playing Le'Veon Bell in the slot a lot as a receiver, give him less wear and tear, I'm sure he would like, you know, less of a running back role for him. James Conner, more of the goal line traditional running back, that can give them, you know, Le'Veon Bell in the slot, you know, Brown, Juju, Connor. That's that's a really dynamic team that a lot of teams may not be able to prepare for. So I think it would just... It would really give them a better chance at the Super Bowl. How was I that? Like was that? Was that shorter? Was that better? Uh, that was good. You were right on a man right. thirty. That was good. That was right. good, man. Sometimes I have no self awareness. No, good, good, good points too. I like what you had to say there. I think so too. I think, like you said, Connor's great, but Le'Veon could bring them, push them yeah, over that, make them, not, make them a, he's another been version. Consistent for four or five years now too. Like it's not. Yeah. Like- yeah. Exactly. He never. He didn't really decline. He had another career year last year it's like he's been but connor i mean like you said more than filled in 100 plus yards in six or seven games that's freaking great he's one of the best backs in the league but dave last one for you bryce harper will sign with the philadelphia phillies all right um to me this for bryce harper this would be a, a kind of straight money play that we know of, he doesn't really have any tie to the city. He doesn't really have any, um, you know, tie to the team. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bryce Harper has been clear about one thing. He's looking for a monster record-breaking deal for a big amount of years. So Philadelphia has been saving this offseason enough money to go after both him and Machado and has reportedly been willing to pay a combined $800 million for both of them. That's a lot of fucking money. That's well over the largest contract in American sports history. 
both per year and total total value. So I think the Willies, the, I think the Phillies are, you know, more than willing to offer him whatever it takes to get him in a Phillies uniform. And a lot of people say he, you know, he's it's going to be weird going in the division. The Phillies are such a hated team in Washington, but if you look at his numbers, he's hit better in Philadelphia than anywhere else in the division. So it's clearly a park that he's comfortable in and, and could have career numbers in. You know, he could improve his stats. Although, you know, per, he's only, what, 24, 25? He's still going into his prime, maybe 26. Um, so he's got a good seven, eight years left of what of this type of production or better. Um, so I just think the Phillies are they're a team on the rise with more money to spend than anyone. You know, they're probably the only ones that can match anything the Yankees offer. So I just think if, if Philly, this is Philly's year, they've kind of saved up for it, and they're going to go all in. If it if he goes to the checkbook, he's going to Philly. I love it. I love it. And you're right. I mean, they have the money to sign both those guys. It's like they have the most most money available. So that'd be something. That'd turn Philadelphia upside down. That's all we need is those scumbags to have a happier time. Yeah. That's all we need. Sorry, Philly people, but yeah. you, you're scumbags. You're scum. <laughs> It's okay. It's, it's okay. I'm a close not, second. It's not, so. it's not opinion. It's fact. It's fact. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fact. Like, and they're and, not even arguing it. No. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. But what you can argue is that the Raptors are the best team in the NBA. They are now 11-1, and hold the NBA's best record. The Warriors will probably tie that tonight by winning. But for right now, for this day, Thursday night, when we were recording at 8 p.m., the Raptors are the best team in the NBA, record-wise. 8.01 p.m., the Raptors are number one. And I did not see that coming. I did not see them. I didn't see any team from the East being able to keep up with the win total of the Western Conference. I know it's early. I know we're only 11, 12 games in in some cases. But it, I, at this point last year, the Western Conference was already ahead at least three or four games. Yeah. Yeah, but me and Jones saw it. We, they were our pick to go to the uh... – yeah, final, yeah, a little pat on the back for us. It's really just it's, yeah, it's really early. Just it's early. Predicated around, I mean, Danny Green and Kawhi. I mean, it literally is the the difference they made is insane. It's 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 unfathomable to me how people so easily forget how good Kawhi Leonard is. How no, how great Kawhi Leonard is at both ends of the floor. Oh my God! If defensive player, if season ended today, he's unanimous defensive player of the year. <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah. like it, when it comes to the amazing flashy players, the James Hardens, the Russell Westbrooks, the Stephen Currys, Kawhi Leonard is is by far better and more valuable than them. Yeah, and it's I not know even close. It's not even close. And like Steph Curry's a great player. I respect his game. He's the best shooter of all time. I think we could pretty much all agree at this point. He's going to break every record. But defensively, he's eh, doesn't really care, you know. Hey, you at, know, at, at best, he's. At best, he's holding his own. You know, like he's he's pulling his weight at best. Yeah, he's he's not doing awful. Like he gets his steals, he does okay. But like if they get past him, you got Draymond and Durant. Good luck with that. Yeah. And so it's like, but with Kawhi, he's those hands that he has, the length. He can just he can really guard pretty much every possession on minus center. So I mean, this is a team, and I think they will really. Do, I think they will continue to keep up with the Warriors based on the week in the East, the type of competition they'll be playing will be so inferior that although they won't be as good as them, I think the lack of competition will give them more wins. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're right there at the end of the year with them with the win total. We know the Warriors will get their rest. Some players will be miss a month or two there. 
people will be like, oh, the Warriors are dying. Nope, they're fine. But they're just resting. So, 65, yeah, I mean, 66 wins, I think it's very possible. Oh, I yeah. think so, too, especially at this pace. They're an eighth of the way through the season, and well, they've had one loss. Win like 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, honestly, I, my, though, they're, they're good. They've been winning games without Kawhi, too. Like, they're yeah, different. I know. They put a fucking smackdown on the Lakers without Kawhi. Yeah. LeBron had uh, Diddy's birthday on his mind, though, so. You know, he had, to, yeah. he had to run home after the game, have a couple glasses with the wine with the kids, and then yeah. and then go uh, Red wine then go the off kids. to the Diddy's party. This is great. Yeah. I get to troll LeBron now. now hey, uh, fucking uh, Bronny's fourteen. Another year and a half, he'll be blowing coke with with Diddy and Bron at uh, at the birthday. <laughs> oh my god! It's just a little bit though, so it's fine. Just, just a little. I, I it's just I a little bit. Uh, my, my son's six. What of it? Yeah. I give him wine. I give him wine. And then I get him a little boozed up. He smoked. A, he smoked a little J. I mean, yeah. What? I'm his. I'm his dad. I'm his dad. What are you? Little J's. Like, yeah, yeah, what if anyone can smoke and drink with my son, it's me. Obviously. Imagine okay. if social services just like got, got to LeBron's door and was like, "Yo, you need. We're taking him away without. We got to do an investigation." I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at look at that kid. What is he? Eleven? He's got the whole bottle in his hand. Yeah, exactly. He's pouring it. He's pouring it for Bronny. Yeah, he's literally. He's <laughs> yeah. he, he knows how to how to how to take the cork out. You're a probably little snobby little as fuck to too. Like the the girl takes the bottle. Away. That's a eighty three Bordeaux. Yeah. He's a he's a sommelier or whatever they call. Yeah, him. yeah, exactly. Fun. Fucking oh scrum. man, oh we are just we are just getting it. Um, anyways, <laughs> the Raptors is the best team right now. But, I mean, Denver, Portland, um, Milwaukee, all really impressing me so far. I mean, Milwaukee kind of got smoked the other night. but Grizzlies are, are gonna... impressive, too. Grizzlies? I, mean, yeah. I was about to say that. They... I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I mean, it's possible. They've had, a, they've had a trash schedule outside of that big win against Denver. No, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But there's always, there's always like the one the team that you really don't even see, like that you, you like just – even like as a sleeper, you don't see them. And like Memphis could be that team because you know they had Utah a lot of last, year. last year, Utah they, last year. Yeah, Conley was out. You know they have uh, you know Jaron Jackson's been a beast. I didn't yeah, think he's he'd been be that great. Good. He's been great. I mean Gasol's still one of the best big men, low key. You know, so they got they got some. They they signed uh, what's his name from the Spurs, right? Kyle yep. Anderson. Yep. Anderson. You know, yep. very good defender. So that they. Chan- they, they, they uh, Chandler, themselves on defense, so Chandler Parsons is uh, given his usual knee surgery, so he's contributing. Yeah, making, <laughs> making 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 that bread, baby. Bro, this dude wrote a Players Tribune letter, like sorry, Memphis, basically, and he's still out. What is he doing? <laughs> I thought he was like, I'm back, I'm fully healthy, let's fucking go. No, the dude's still on the bench. Like, what are we? What are you doing? Wait till the letter. Wait till you drop twenty five for three nights in a row. Then say sorry, Memphis. I'm back. By the way, not sorry, Memphis. By the way, I'm gonna be out another six months. Uh, hopefully, I'm better when I get there. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm right there with you. Um, but some uh, improvement out west. Also, the the Lakers getting a little bit better, getting a little bit more comfortable. I mean, they've uh. They've had some impressive wins this year. They beat the Nuggets, one of the only teams to do that. I think the only team to do that, actually. No, only, uh, the uh, Grizzlies beat them the other day. Oh, last night. Yeah, that's last right, that's night, right. Yeah. They had their second loss, yeah. right. 
They beat the Trailblazers, had that bad loss to Toronto, but they beat the Timberwolves. They play uh, Sacramento tomorrow night or Saturday night. Sacramento, another team that's been playing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they should have been one, one of my – I should have picked them because last year I remember this. They have so much young talent. De'Aaron Fox, they got um, – Buddy Heald is even having a good year. People forget about him. Got, that's another thing me and you agreed on, Sully, is that we thought De'Aaron Fox was that the best point guard in last year's draft. Oh, yeah, we certainly. And it's even some other – who are the other young – they got – uh, Heald is starting to play great. well. Heald is starting Coley to play well. playing great, who I've never been high on, but he's killing it. You see, what, worry, what worries me about Cauley Stein is he's going to want Clint Capella money this summer, and no, he's not know, worth yeah, half yeah. of that. No, I know. I don't, th- then, I don't think Clint Capella is worth Clint Capella money. No, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's worth like 15-ish, like 15-ish. But yeah. they even got some guys like Scalabissier. He's not bad. He's still young. Just uh, Justin Jackson from North Carolina. Yeah, Scal. He was like one of the top like three or five recruits in his high school class, and he was one of those guys that got lost just, in the shuffle in in to, Kentucky. He just needs to drink some milk and you know eat some eat some burgers. Like he just yeah. needs to put on some weight. I agree. Like, well, who else is the other good guy? Really good player on that team. Young player. Oh, they have uh, Justin the, Jackson, Harry, Harry Giles. Giles. They, have, they have Harry yeah. Giles. Yeah. That, he was a top guy coming out of high school. People forget he was number one. Yeah, number one, right? Yeah, so they got it, man. They got they got all the potential in the world. Bagley's been playing well. I was I'm surprised Bagley, at how I well he's been playing. Bagley, forgot. Yeah, and Bagley's only going to get better. Yeah, I, was, I just I'm, want you guys to know how how depressed you just made me because that's that's the Celtics pick this year, and I was really hoping for like a top five pick, you know. But oh yeah, but, that's true. But it's protect. Wow. I mean, at this point, I don't even think it'd be possible for them to get the one seed. At this point, so yeah. that's we were we're gonna get that pick. That's I mean, they're not. Let's it. be honest. Like the the fucking Kings aren't making the playoffs. But like, no, you're, I mean, you're probably looking. You're probably looking at. You're probably looking at like eight eight to fourteen. Which is like still great because we're gonna have a first round pick, and if they do deal Terry, that'll be a third first round. You know what I mean? It could be another year, like when they got Marcus Smart and. Um, Oh, I can't remember who else they drafted the same year as Marcus Smart, but yeah. we had two first-round picks that year, and it was another pretty decent. The problem, pick. This is going to be like was the draft like two years ago, where it was very top-heavy. Like last year was such a deep draft. Yes, but, it really was. Yeah, this year it might have been the deepest draft I can remember. Like out of the gate, like sure, like the '96 draft, like people turned into it, but like Steve Nash wasn't projected to be a Hall of Famer it's when just, he got it's drafted. Just so many you know? players contributing, like 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 even like. Divincenzo wasn't even on the board, and now he's now. Yo, he, has he that, got that cooked last night now. so bad. He got he fell like, so bad last night. I didn't see. I like didn't it watch the game live. Bad, but still, he's putting up like seven or eight points oh, no, a game. Really? Like he got bad. A broken bad. By oh, I thought he actually broke an ankle. Oh, oh no! no. Like up. he fell. Like and one mixtape crossed up. <laughs> oh, it, it was bad, but still, he's he's been very. Other than that, he's been very good in playing for one of the better teams in the East, like 20 minutes a game. Yeah. 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 Definitely. NBA has been great to have back. It's been great to have basketball back on TV. Now college basketball is back. It's like this is the best time. Dude, I love it. You just – I love this time. Like it's cold, so I'm just like, yeah, this is indoor time. We had six months (laughs) of outside time. Now we're doing six months of indoor time. So we're yeah, gonna be indoor watch, watching basketball, watch basketball and football, football. and and they're gonna be from the ages of college to forty, 
And that's yeah. all that's all we're doing all year. That's my plans. Don't ask me any day what I'm doing. That's that's the answer. Watching basketball. There's tons of basketball to be watched and bet on. Um, you know, there's a new segment we're about to do, guys. We're going to do it. It's, it's the segment. Uh, it's like I think we should call it because we don't have a name for it right now. I think we should refer to it as the segment to be named later, like a player to be named later, <laughs> a segment to be named later. <laughs> Yeah, you see, like a like a like a prospect. This this this, this uh, sec- yeah. It's... Later, I, my my mind wandered on to bigger tweet, things. Tweet tweet at us your tweet at us your favorite name for this segment when you're done. But it's basically word association. So we're we're gonna feel like we're in therapy here for a second. But you know, yeah, I'm gonna give these guys. A, uh, I'm gonna name a player from any sport, any league, and they're gonna give me the first word that comes to their mind. We're just doing knee jerk reactions here. All right. Oh man, I, I gotta. I hope uh, I gotta censor myself. <laughs> Wait, we're only, we're only doing. We're, it's only one of us at a time, right? For thirty seconds. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, Let's um, alternate. Let's alternate. Yeah, like I'll give you guys will each say the first word that comes to your mind with each one. Okay, go. Like I'll say, just go like same one. So Nathan Peterman, interception, trash can, <laughs> Adam Thielen. Uh. Jesus. White chocolate. <laughs> uh, White Kawhi chocolate. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Claw. Quiet. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, Awkward. Yogi. Yeah. MVP. Cooper. <laughs> David Johnson. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, turtle. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> It looks like a ninja turtle. <laughs> so does Westbrook. Uh, James White. Weapon. Impressive. Uh, Luka Doncic. Rookie of the year. Sorry, but that's what he is. Future. Roy. Future. I like it. And last but not least, <gasps> Baker Mayfield. Savage. He's just a savage. Uh condolences for being in cleveland oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was kind of fun i like oh, that i like that, yeah. that. It was fun yeah you know i love i knew nathan peterman the first word was going to be interception <laughs> nothing else to say about this person the pick king this gonna that's gonna be the game of the week this week the, the jets and bills oh my god uh, i'm already yo I'm already i actually game. like i actually like mccown in this game i think he's gonna play well I said I think he that will, too, he's not I bad. Was, I was like, McCown's good. They're just sitting him because they want Donald to get the field time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, McCown's not benched because he's bad. I'm like, he was very, very like decent for them last year. Yo, like, Sully, so you, uh, uh, are you for most of the year? I mean, are, are you at all worried about Darnold? Like, are you at all he, concerned about the future prospects? Uh, very, very little. Maybe five to ten percent. Very okay. little. Okay. okay. He has I just like better, which you don't like to see, but obviously in your rookie quarterback, you want them to progress, but it never really goes that way. I mean, look at Jared Goff. Look at, like, guys. They, 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 a lot of guys who have success in their first year, Andrew Lux or Robert Griffins, they don't really pan out always. So, Well, what I like about well, – I think they need to fire Bowles, but I think what they should do is, like, 
what they're going to do in Cleveland is you now hire a coach based on how he wants to handle Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Like, you know, like you hire a, yeah. you hire a coach who has an offense that tailors to them, or he's got the best plan on how to produce, how to produce, the, make him the what best. What I he can like be. about Darnold, which will translate is how he, um, senses pressure can move and throw on the throw. Um, and, and off the field, he takes accountability for his play and his poor play. He doesn't, he, he's fully like he doesn't play, place it anywhere. He's very young too. He's only twenty one, so very young for a rookie quarterback. So uh, I'm not too concerned. I, yeah, I'm I know. Sure he's playing better, I, but I, I I agree. I think he's I, I'm not. I think he's better than both of these guys. But it's just you look back at what Gene, both Gino and Sanchez did, and it was far better than what Darnold's doing at this point in their careers. And look where they're at now. I just I, I I wonder how many Jets fans realize that that's what's happening right now, and but like I said, I think Darnold's going to be better than both of them, and I think I, I don't have any cause for concern either. But it's just uh, the hip, the person who loves to point out hypocrisy in me, it, it points to that and just looks at it. It's like slow your roll, guys. Like you've been through this before, very recently, multiple times. So like let's let's temper our expectations here. Hmm. I think he has still has a lot of uh, a lot of room to go up. I think give him a year and he'll be something. Yeah, he also I needs just, weapons around him. He's got he's he throwing exactly, to fucking D three receivers. And we have some players where they have just been hurt. Robbie Anderson and Enuma have been hurt all year. So like I uh, know, but like even our, when Anderson's on the field, like they're not making connections. I know, but it's more Enuma he misses. I guess he's he's been out for a while. Now he's back. I mean, yeah, the weapons aren't great. We need we need a true number one wide receiver. Um, we got the tight end, Her, uh, Chris Herndon from uh, Miami. He's going to be good. They have a really strong rapport already, uh, so I like that. But yeah, we need we need we need a line. We need a line. We need a pat a line, a pass rusher, and a wide receiver. That's pretty much what we need. Yeah, an offensive line would help him out a ton. And someone that could snap the ball to him. Yeah, to that point. That would be, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that, was, that was fucking horrific. Listening to Todd Bowles on the Michael K. Show saying, "I didn't see anything wrong with him, or, or I, did, I didn't didn't think it was time to take him out, or whatever." Like, fuck, he missnapped it seven times. I didn't even watch the game barely, and I knew that. Like, turn the game on up. That's like you know, a I'm, fucking casino moment. Like, where it's like, okay, you're either if you give an answer like that, you're either like you either don't know what you're. You're you're either wrong or you're too incompetent to know you're wrong and you shouldn't have the job. Like you you're fired because you're you were wrong or you're fired because you didn't realize you were wrong. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're equally as bad. Either way, you you're you're wrong. Yeah, it's not good. And uh, yeah, Bowles needs to go. I like him as a person. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Maybe as a defensive coordinator, but the defense has looked good lately. But uh, has that ever happened where a head coach was not fired but like demoted to uh, like I'm not talking to like an interim guy who went back to the offensive coordinator but like someone who's the legit <laughs> head coach and then was like we'd love to keep Jan as the OC I'm sure it's happened I feel like I, I you think any of them would take that I mean I guess it's better than getting fired yeah I mean like it I also like would, I think some a lot of people would rather get fired because then it's just it it's kind of demoralizing and like it, it just it creates a awkward dynamic, I think. That's for, true. That's true. But the, I guess for, you also got to like coach. 
and and for the and for the person who's being demoted it's just an awkward tension like you gotta think about it though like i think about it from like a a, like a family perspective like you're just like you don't realize this like coordinator like you're just moving around so much like what the cardinals coach he's he's been eight cities in eight years it's just like at some point it's like there's got to be value i'm sure there's value in just like setting your head down in the same spot for a few years you know yeah yeah absolutely certainly but Talking about demotions, someone is getting demoted in the NFC East this week because we got Dallas and the Eagles playing Sunday. Probably going to be one of the better games of the week. Honestly, this week there's not many good games. Tonight's probably the only really good one. This is a pretty pretty dull dull lineup this week. Yeah, how about Thursday night football Like almost being better than Monday night football this year? It has been, honestly. It really has been. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, I think it's been – Last week was a bad week. Obviously, it was that dreadful Raiders Niners game, and there may have been one other bad one. But I mean, yeah, I was gonna say they've each had at least one dud. Yeah, Monday Night Football has had a couple duds. Yeah, yeah, the Bills and Patriots was awful. Yeah, that was a dub. Like I'm not even counting that because it's like a a, a, at least we're getting the Patriots, you know, type of thing. Right, like, that's, right. That's the thing is, it, is like with, with some of these games, it's like at least you have a premier quarterback or, or someone. Team. But like Dallas, uh, Dallas, or that Tennessee, that was game. terrible. Dallas, Tennessee, that was that. It wasn't yeah. an awful game. It's just you don't really care unless you play fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and same, Jet- yeah. Same with the one you just said, Tom. The Oakland, nine, the Niners, Oakland Oakland, Niners, Oakland, Yeah. yeah. What was it? The 45 Saints to three was awful. Was the- yeah, Saints was awful. The Giants Falcons was bad. Even the score was close. It wasn't a close yeah. game. Giants last, Eagles was bad too. The last three have been duds, really. I mean, the Giants and Eagles never played on Monday night, so. I, oh, I thought we were, I thought we were talking about Thursday night too. Oh, thir- the Thursday nights have been much better. Yeah, Thursday but, night's been pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know. I, I I like Philly a lot in this game. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, Dallas is like uh, they're just yeah. unraveling. They lost Sean Lee again, four to six weeks again. If the season, I mean, hurt. his season's he's probably hurt. over. We know what's going to happen. He's going to be out five, six weeks. And then he's going to come back. Maybe he plays one more time. Maybe. I mean, even if he comes back in four weeks, that's that's week fourteen. You've got three week, three games left. You at best, he's playing three more games this year, and we all know I'm that ain't happening. Sean Lee. I'm selling Sean Lee like forever, like. He's yeah. a very good player, good to very good player, but he never plays. Yeah. He just And Dallas relies too much on him as part of their defense. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know, I'd be too frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Dallas they're just spiraling out of control, I think. I think they're teetering on the edge of like I th- I think I don't think, up. I think they'll go 7 and 9. I hope they do, because then Jerry Jones will give Dak a contract extension like a fucking idiot. Jerry will be like, ah, ah, yep. <laughs> I mean, he already he already Dak said he's going to. As our quarterback, but... I love him uh, dearly. Um, he's like a brother, like Mr. Romo to me. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I love Sean Lee too. Even I hope he's... I hope Dak's a quarterback in Dallas for the next fifteen years. I, I mean, hope he plays well enough of, to, they to get stay rid of at there. Least one of the the only thing I I would have to say defend Dak Prescott. Let's see how he does better with Amari Cooper. But more importantly, 
I think he needs a chance without Jason Garrett because who's worse, Jason Garrett or Dak Prescott? I think we can all agree Jason Garrett's worse at their at their position. That doesn't make Dak better, but maybe if they had a better offensive coordinator, maybe that would elevate Dak's play better. A system that's more friendly to him. Um, I don't know. I I think you know he'll probably be a pretty mediocre quarterback, but. You know, maybe maybe they can get Jason Garrett. Their their offensive play call is just so predictable, and then when it's not predictable, it's a bad play. Like, yeah. oh, like 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 they're we're passing it forty times in the second half, even though we have Ezekiel Elliott and we're within a touchdown. You know, like that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I just don't get when you have a guy like that not getting him the ball. Like you see, the Giants are fucking terrible, and Eli they can't throw. So what does Eli do? He dumps it off to Saquon. 14 times a game and Saquon. Yeah, it's smart. That's how they're moving the ball. I mean, if Giants don't have Saquon Barkley this year, I mean, they might be Bills level bad in terms of offensively, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's true. They, they'd, be the worst, they'd be the worst team in the NFL. They'd be yeah. worse than the Raiders, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, their only offensive weapon would be hot route to Odell and slants. Hot routes and slants to Odell. Yeah, I mean, not great. Not great. But so many, so many bad teams in the NFL this year, I feel like. There are a lot of bad teams. There's a lot of those in-between teams that can play well at times, but at other times play like dog shit. And the Rams are playing one of those teams this week when they match up with Seattle. Seattle is like highs and lows, man. They, they'll they go out and they'll crush a team, and then the next week they'll go and they'll lose at the last second. I know. I loved them against the Chargers last week, and they just fucking dud. Dude, the Chargers are the real deal. Yeah, the they, Chargers they are upset. very well, good. Chris, Chris Carson got injured to hit some of his groin. That's I mean, true. Pete Cowan, you, when it comes to Pete Cowan injuries, you just can't listen to him. Like he didn't even like he said it was like a a hip or a, he said it was his hip and it was really his groin or vice versa. Like he had the the body part completely wrong, and like like Pete Carroll would be like, yeah, this is our guy, yeah, 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 we're going to committee, and then Carson gets thirty touches, like. He's just like he's just shot. Like he's just like constantly like high all the time. Like you don't know what he's gonna say ever. Like he just like I owning Seattle Seahawks players in fantasy, you realize that. Like I have Chris Carson this year. It's just you don't know what to expect. Like like yeah, Carson's definitely gonna play, like just doesn't even suit up. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. They're I think I think they're gonna be an eight and eight, nine and seven team. I think they're a little better than most people thought they would be. I think they are Putting together a pretty solid competitive team, even without Earl Thomas. Um, they are who we thought they, they were. They're exactly. We let them off the hook. I mean, they had a chance to tie <laughs> the game at the the last play of the game. They had the ball at the one yard line. You figure that's an easy run play, get your touchdown. But they have a false start with zero seconds left on the clock, so that puts them back. It was it was a, a non time down. They go back to the six, throw that pass to David Moore in the back of the end zone. Barely tipped, and David Moore drops it in the back of the end zone. Very sure-handed receiver for them. So they could have tied that game to the Chargers, but they didn't. So, yeah, there's they're they're just I don't know. I I can't make up my mind on them. Um, I don't know that I'd pick them this week, even to cover ten points. I think the Rams are gonna go out there and maybe kick the shit out of them. They're pissed off they lost last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Rams – 10 is a lot. I, I think the Rams will definitely have a decisive victory regardless. Mm-hmm. I agree. But we're going to move on now to our Bleacher Bookie best bets for the week. 
How'd you guys do last week? I went one and one. I, I had went, the Chiefs. I had I the went. Chiefs cover. And then I had the Patriots Packers did not hit on the over. But missed it by like eight points. Kind of upsetting. But one and one. One and one again. I went two and oh. I'm just trying to think of the, the picks that I made. I, I think I said did I say Panthers over Bucks? You did. I said Panthers over Bucks and then the over under was the was it you must have had Saints Rams, right? I know I, I won both of them. I remember. Yeah, it was over. It was over Saints Rams because I, I I took I took, yeah it was Saints Rams. I know that one hit. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I said I'm taking the high over. It was like 56 or something. Mm-hmm. And that was that was an easy over. Oh wow, the game the game has started already. Yeah, yeah, it's on right now. Carolina's marching, but this week, what are you guys going with? For my spread. I am actually going to take the New York Jets minus six and a half. Okay, it's not bad. I really, I'm telling you, I like. I think McCown's going to come out and get them. I mean, it helps that they're playing the fucking Bills at home. Yeah. So, like, you know, the Jets are clearly better than the Bills. Um, and I think we're getting another Peterman start. So, you know, let's go. That's that's three <laughs> Was picks that a right there. Pass? No, I'm saying let's go for a, a Peterman start. Oh. Caffrey just <laughs> I love touchdown. Oh, let's oh. go. I'm trying to see if it... Got the over. Let's go. That's good. Nice nice oh, score early. And, and Cam. Already 18 points. Yeah. Well, what about your... Uh, Cam, baby. What about Sorry. your over-under, Dave? Sorry, we, we just kind of hijacked that on you. Uh, uh, yeah, over, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over fifty on the Chiefs Cardinals. I like I, that. The Chiefs will probably put up like thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. You give me uh, a 30, thirty-one twenty-one or you know something like thirty-four twenty. So yeah. like that. I don't know if the Cardinals can put up that many points. Well, the, well, Chiefs I mean, defense the Chiefs defense is, is atrocious. It was a couple weeks ago it was on pace for the worst statistical defense in NFL history. Um so I mean, yeah, I just think I think Rosen has put up a, he's put up something in the twenties a few times. So I just think it's uh it's it's real possible. I think the both defenses are terrible. The two worst they're going up against David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, the two worst run defenses in the NFL. So I think there's plenty of opportunity for points to be scored there. Um, but how about that spread on that game? 17 and a 16, half now. Six, 17 and a half now? That's what I have it at. It just moved to set from 17 to 17 and a half. Yikes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my over. So over Cardinals, Chiefs over 50, and Jets minus six and a half. So for my spread, I'm going to go with. The the Washington Redskins in a pick'em against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I like that. Uh, That's a pick'em. I had that as plus three minus. Oh yeah, like, I have oh, that plus three mind. too. I'm at the wrong. Th- I was like, what? I was but I still, that I still like that. They're, they're plus three. Yeah, the Redskins yeah. are plus three. Oh yeah, I'm taking the Redskins. I like plus that three. was one I was thinking about too. I'm taking I the Redskins like plus three. three. Could be a trap. You know, I know uh, home under. Actually, no, they're not an underdog at home. Tampa Bay. I'm not a huge. I'm not buying them. The Redskins. Alex Smith won't turn it over. The Tampa Bay defense is so bad. They're like really bad. So Alex Smith will be efficient. March down the field. Peterson should run all over them. 
With Fitzpatrick, I, I mean, what are you going to get? Who knows? I mean, the Redskins defense has been very underrated this year. It's much better. I just think I'm just going they got the better offense, less turnovers, better defense. And then for the point spread, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, go. Yeah, that was your point spread. No, I'm at, yeah, I'm at over-under, sorry. Oh. Over-under, I'm going to go with. The I'm gonna go under in the Arizona Kansas City game. Oh, took the over. I'm gonna go the under. Picks. We don't normally do this at Bleacher Bookie, but we're but, doing uh, it today. I like those. I like those. I I mean, obviously, that means you don't like Dave's. No, I was about to just say. Obviously, I told Dave I like the over in that game you as just well. Like everything, you just no. Like- and I'm saying I don't like that, but I like your spread. I had that written down as well as one of my options um but i am gonna go now with the chargers minus 10 against the raiders the chargers are just so much better than the raiders the raiders are literally the worst team i've seen in a while they're cleveland browns of the last two years back they're, they're like actively trying to lose ball games yes i they yes they have to be they have to be throwing these games yeah. because there's like they are they are so fucking bad i i don't think i've ever seen a team that bad uh, the other night against the Niners, they couldn't even get over half field. Like against the Niners, yeah, like they're a Niners without their starting quarterback or their backup quarterback. This was their third string quarterback. Just dice them up for forty five points. I mean, there were some rushing touchdowns in there, but he had like almost three hundred yards. It was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So there, that's my spread for the week. Big one, but Chargers minus ten on for my over under. I am going to go with the over 51 in the Rams-Seahawks game. I like that. that dude, those teams always play each other tough. Um, yep. I and actually I like the, the Seahawks with the spread in that. I, w- I had that down too. Plus 10 I think is a lot. I think it could be close. Yeah. I think if you're up and you have time to play Juju that. Juju scored an 80-yard touchdown. Oh, let's go. Who <laughs> let's did? <rip. laughs> Juju. Juju oh. on that beat. Let's Better not be that playing him. Closer, that much closer to 50 and a half points. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yes, that one's closer. But oh, I mean, you're gonna go over in that. Yeah, and then um, I like uh, I also like the Saints minus five and a half over Cincinnati this week. I think the Saints are the I scary. I looked at that as well too. I, right yeah, I had yeah. I said so. We we pretty much are all in agreement on a lot of these this week. Like Dave brought up the plus ten. I had that. I had the Redskins plus three. Do the over in that Rams Seahawks. I like the under thirty six and a half in the Jets Dolphins too. I like that under. I what think that the Dolphins gonna... played the Jets this week. Dolphins. I mean Jets. I mean Bills. Bills. Jets. Bills. Yes, not Dolphins. Jets. Sorry. Jets. Bills. I wrote down Jets. Dolphins for some reason. But yeah, I think that's gonna be uh, like a. It could be like a twelve nine game, or it could be like. It, it, it very well could be, but I think McCown may light up the scoreboard a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it could go that way, too. That's kind of a risky one. But I, I do like the under 36.5 in that one. And I like the under in the Bucks redskins under 51. Yeah. I, think. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Well, Fitzpatrick did not have a great game last time he played. But he always puts up points, though, somehow. He'll give you a lot of picks, a lot of touchdowns. He just... We'll see. I don't know. He's had three touchdowns in every start except one where he got pulled. Right. At a halftime. Yeah, you got pulled at halftime. That's right. All right. Well, those are your picks for the week. Hopefully you listen. Hopefully you make some money. We are 
we have been doing better record wise on here. I've been uh been thinking these out a little bit more, doing a little bit more looking in, digging in for you guys. So hopefully we start really doing some winning. Um, we're gonna move on though to our last segment. We got a couple uh, questions for you guys in today in sports history, aka this week slash week and a half in sports history. It's kind of slow this time of year. You gotta really, uh, you gotta go through quite a few days. You gotta dig. You gotta dig. You gotta like dig. when you're when, when you're like a seven year old and you're just you're just digging for bo- boogers. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta dig in there. Exactly. You gotta get well, that bread. We are gonna start off with. Uh, a little bit of a difficult one. In 1990, this player signed a five-year contract with the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, fuck. Um, he was a staple of their nine early uh, nine. Fernando uh, Venezuela. Nope. 1990? Yep. Mike Piazza. Nope. No, he's a little later. Oh. Robin Ventura. Nope. What, wait, is he a position player or a pitcher? Position player. Uh, I don't have the the faintest idea. Outfielder. Give up. Not even. Is this the first time we ever don't know one, neither of us? Or don't guess it? Well, um, I'm on the can right now, so. It might be. I'm going to give it to you guys. It's Daryl Strawberry. Fuck. Oh, I would have never man. got that. Really? Oh, I thought that. I thought you guys might have gotten that one. That one I told you. Was a little I, more I knew he. I one. knew he left. Obviously, the Mets for the. Mm-hmm. Mine well, was there. Mine's on the can right now. In 1965, this player won the National League MVP. A 19 what? 65. Willie Mays. Yep. Nice. Another one from the 60s. In 1963, this player. Had the goal lead in the NHL at 545. Gordy Howe. Yep. <laughs> wow, I had I had I had no chance of that. I knew that was either going to be one you're going to know right away or not. Pretty much okay. any record in hockey at that time is Gordy Howe's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I got one from a little bit later for you. In 1987, this player won his second consecutive Cy Young Award. 19- Nolan Ryan. Nope, not Nolan Ryan. 1987. Doc Gooden. Yeah. Doc Gooden. Nope. Nope, he was. He had a little bit. Oral Hershiser. Nope. 1987, he won his second consecutive. Second of four. Second of four. Greg Maddox. Nope. Tom Glavin. Nope. So, oh. and wait, what, 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 what team, what uh, league was he in? American. Oh. Second and four. Second. Pedro? No. Nope. 87. Randy Johnson? Nope. Roger no. Clemens? Yes, Roger Clemens. Wow. 87. Yep, he won his second consecutive Cy Young Award. Yeah, I knew he won in 86, and I was then I was like, oh, there we go. Ooh, in 1996, this player won the NL Cy Young Award. Nolan Ryan? Nope. R- Randy Pedro. Johnson? Nope. Kurt Schilling? Nope, he played for the Braves. Tom Glavin. Greg Maddox. Nope. Smoltz. Smoltz. Yep, John Smoltz. Fuck. Yep, John Smoltz. On the board. <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, in 1979, this player won the National League MVP. Two players actually won. They were co-MVPs. 
Reggie Jackson. No, he was nope. never. He was 1979. National players. League, right? Yep, National League MVP. One was the first baseman. Gary Carter. Nope. No, I don't oh. think he ever won one. He was a catcher. One was a first baseman, 79. Oh. oh, my God. I can't believe that you're not getting this. I Keith Hernandez. Yep, Keith Hernandez is oh one Oh, my God. Them. I was going to say that. <laughs> Who's the other? You he got did it with pro- the Cardinals. Who, Hernandez? Yeah. No, he was with the Mets. In 79? I believe so. He was not with the Mets in 79. He was traded in 82 or 83. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it must have been with the Cardinals. They have him pictured here in a Mets uniform. Um, well, that's false advertising. Anyways, I'll give you the other one. It's Willie Stargell. Willie uh, Stargell for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep. All right. In 2014, these two players were named MVP of the AL and NL. 2014? Yep. Mike Trout. Yep. And, uh... NL, fuck. Uh... Shit, 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 shit. Not Chris Bryant. Nope. Yeah, he was 16. Uh, 2000... Nope. Nope. Is this the last one? Because I gotta go soon. Yep, it is the last. I'm, liter- one. I'm literally going right now. Um, 2014. Shit. Is he still playing? Yeah. At a high yeah. level. Oh, uh, Joey Votto. Nope. That was 2010. Is he, is he playing at a high level? Oh yeah. Maybe not in the playoffs. Though. Miguel Cabrera. Nope. Come on, it's a rare Charlie one. Charlie Blackman. Nope. Oh, it's a, a National League, National League. Um, oh, someone... Ryan Braun. Nope. Oh, my God. That was going to be my guess. Ryan Howard? No, he, he really just finished playing, like, two weeks ago this season. David Ortiz? Oh, fuck, he's still... Uh... <laughs> Wrong on all Oh, National League. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Yasiel Puig? No, never. No, never no. Won. Um, he was a pitcher. Oh, Clean Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah. <laughs> that was going on, too. I was like, okay. I was like, we're just beating around the bush. I'm like, they're never going to guess. All right. I got that one. I got my second one. All right. Um, I got that one. I, I got that. I got I, got I don't Kershaw. know who got that one. Wait, I have I have one right here. I got here. Kershaw, and I got the... um. I said I got... Kershaw first. Wait, what? here's... Okay. Here's... You guys are... We're going to call it... That one doesn't count, and I have an easier well, one. I got that the National League one. All right. Yeah, you definitely got one. In 1951, this player won his first of third MVPs. In what year? 1951, this player Mickey won Mantle. his first. Nope. Jackie Robinson. Nope. Willie Mays. Uh, DiMaggio. Nope. Ted Williams. Nope. Dave, Hank who'd Aaron. you say? I said Willie Mays. And then Hank Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, no, neither of those. That was demoralizing. <laughs> hey, repeat those dumbass names <laughs> real quick. <laughs> um, he they played it. Uh, I, I still got to get changed for work. Played for an American League team. Come on. You guys know this. One of the most uh, like well-known baseball players ever. Yogi Berra. Yep. 
Damn. All right. I'll take it. Nice. Nice. Great episode, guys. Great episode, as always. It was a shorter one for you guys this week, but we are on time constraints. We will yeah. get this out to you as soon as possible. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Dave, give them those handles. Facebook, at Bleacher Fan Sports. Twitter, at Bleacher underscore fan. And uh, what's the last one? Instagram, at Bleacher Fan. <laughs> oh, man. I wish you guys could see the Skype right now. That would have been so fun. <laughs> and right hope- down the toilet goes that episode. Right down the toilet. If I, you I, I, oh. Perfect sound oh. effect. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, bye. Oh, All right. Guys. See you guys. It's gonna be late on my first day. Oh. Good hate one. To see it. I hate to see it. Is right. Is uh Anthony this up, Dave? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. All right, man. I'm gonna go make some dinner. And watch this football game. Same. All right, peace, All right. dude. Peace.